attention, please. Stop walking while I'm squawking. All aboard. Hi, everybody. Hey, hey, hey. Hello, hello, hello. As we said the other week. That I'm just going to steal it. I am now taking over the hello, hello, hello. That's just, just going to be a thing. Just do it. Just take it. I'm sorry, Valerie Cherish. It is now mine. So, hi. 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 I don't like this. Uh, We're apart again. I was about to say the same thing. Last week we recorded together, and this week we're back on the Zoom, and you're up in San Francisco, and I'm down here in L.A., and I miss you. I miss you, too. It's not the same. Oh, But we'll still have fun, and we'll still make it interesting, I think. Mm -hmm. At least we think it's interesting. I don't know. Other people may think otherwise. (laughs) But, hey, (laughs) we like to hear ourselves talk. Um, So, you know, last week we were kind of talking about – a return trip at some point and you were you were dissuading me from making a trip down to Disney World in August because you know yeah that's a I'm real a crazy poor person. choice that's a real <laughs> poor choice to go in like 70% humidity in the summer if you maybe, can help it you'd have no reason to go yeah, like, but you know what we're ex New Yorkers and like maybe we miss the humidity no I don't I don't I don't mm. miss the humidity New York City humidity okay. like New York is hell on earth right now so I that's don't a really Poor excuse to tell yourself to go to Disney in the summer. Just wait for well, the winter. Okay, so that said, we started toying with the idea of do we go back to Disneyland in August and just go down there? So okay. we we were poking around online, looking at hotels and everything, because we do have the itch to go stay on property and stay in the little mini Disneyland bubble. It's not the Disney World bubble, but it's the mini Disneyland one. So the Disneyland Hotel, which is hands down, I, I've said this before, I'll say it again, I'll say it till the day I die, is one of my favorite hotels on the planet. I just Mine love Mine too. I love the charm. And honestly, like the beds are the most comfortable Disney beds I have ever slept in. There's well, something. and also that the headboards are the coolest feature of those rooms because they light up yep. with like fiber optics and they play. Is it a dream is a wish your heart makes? Yep. I can't remember. Yep. Okay. With the fireworks. It's, yeah. It's you incredible. know what they call it, right? No. The kiss goodnight. Because that's what it is at the Aww. park. And so you have your that's own kiss cute. goodnight in your room. So anyway, we were looking on there and... <laughs> Because this is what Disney does. Looks like there's a little upcharge for some renovated rooms. And I was like, oh, what did they do? Because I like I love the old school charm. I love that it's kind of just old and feels like it should be musty. And like it's just old school Disneyland, right? So uh-huh. their renovation, and I put that if you could see me right now, I'm doing very big air quotes, is they basically just like put new headboards on. The, the Kiss Goodnight's still there. But they put okay. some new fancy padded headboards on. And they like repainted the bathroom and they're oh, calling it, it. Oh, and they retiled the shower. And so that's the renovated room. So don't waste your money. Stay in the old version. It, unless you're very particular about your tile design in a bathroom. Well, hold on. How much is the renovated room compared to a non renovated room? I didn't look up. I didn't get that far. I just know oh. it's priced a little higher. And then I gave up because then I saw I actually saw how much a, room, a night was at the Disneyland Hotel. And then we quickly oh. changed my mind on that. Yeah. I know. One day. I know. One day we'll One do day. it again. But anyway, we don't want to talk about that. We no. want to talk about that person who I'm very jealous of because there's somebody sitting where I was sitting just a week ago and is now in my place. And so I'm just going to sit my bubbly rosé and let you say hi. 
I know. I am so excited, you guys. I have a guest here in our studio here in LA. It's one of my very best friends. Her name is Carly. <laughs> and uh, say hi, Carly. Hello. In our and studio. I love I love in our studio. Studio, studio slash guest room. Slash. It's a studio <laughs> slash guest room slash um, my daughter calls this daddy's workshop, which is adorable. Oh, that's because, cute. you know, COVID, we started working from home and my husband works in the audio industry and so he needed a place to be able to record and so he turned this whole room into an actual studio so it is we got studio foam and the whole works and he's very proud of that studio foam it looks great good really does also i'm not replacing you i'm just an addition (laughs) so i don't want you i'm just jealous because you're there you're there (laughs) and in person but hi good to see you hi you too and hear hear your voice in my head yeah. That's essentially what this is. So, hi. <laughs> <laughs> well, Carly, thanks for joining us. So, I asked Carly to come on the podcast. I've known Carly since 1994. Um, we A go way time. back, back to our elementary school days. And it was Carly who, in college, had told me about this super cool um, Disney college program because she had participated in it the year before I did my college program. So I remember hearing her stories and thinking, oh, this is so cool. And so I thought she has an incredible story. She got to work a really cool role at Disney uh, in Florida. So she did the Disney College program out in Orlando. That other park. (laughs) You know, to be honest, the only reason I chose Florida over California is because Florida was offering housing at the time and California was not. And I needed a place to stay. Fair point, fair point. Yep, yep, yep. So, Carly, tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us how you found out about the Disney College program. Yeah, so um, I was between classes in college um, and saw, like, you know how they have those billboards with, like, ads or jobs or things like that? And there was a thing saying, like, get college credit to work at Disney. And I was like, I love Disney. I love not being in school. Um, <laughs> so so I was very interested in this. Um, and I, you know, took the little tag and went to a meetup. There was um, a recruiter who went to the school that I went to who um, was basically like trying to recruit people to come and do this program as well. And so I went to the meeting that she had and it sounded super fun. Um, she was basically like, you know, you can work at Disney World or Disneyland and get college credit and not be at school to do it and I was like I am down sign me up so um I you know took the brochures called the numbers applied uh it was I you know again it was like 14 years ago now um so I don't really remember all the details of what the step-by-step was to do it but I do remember having an interview with a cast member over the phone um and then I found out a few weeks later that they had accepted me or hired me um, and that I would be in attractions. I didn't know really what that meant. I just knew I was going to be working in an attraction of some So capacity. can I ask, like, when when was this? Was this like a semester of school that you went down and did this for? Was this like the summer? And like, also, what what, what went on your college transcript from this? Like, what was the credit for going in, being free, like, very cheap labor at Disney World. 
That is a great question. <laughs> um, I went to a quarter school. We were on quarters instead of semesters. And so it ended up being two quarters. Um, and it was the spring and summer quarter. So summer in Florida, Dana was just saying, don't do it. If you <laughs> Don't go there if you have a choice. We both did our college <laughs> programs in the spring and summer. Yeah, and yeah, it was, it was six months back from that. Yeah, it was six months of summer in Florida. And it is disgusting. Um, but... Um, yeah, in terms of college credit, I actually found out, oh, you have to take classes at Disney University in order to get those credits. And I didn't want to do that. I just wanted to leave school. So um, I guess I went there under the guise of a college internship, but I actually did not end up getting credit for it. I so, just left. Know that. Yeah. What do you take at Disney University? Like, <laughs> I, I no feel idea. like this well, is like the family-friendly, safe version of Trump University. Like, it might kind of <laughs> count towards your degree, but maybe not. I don't know. I know they I, did management I classes and stuff because yes. there was a whole separate manager program you could be a part of. Um, okay. But I, no interest. I didn't do them either, <laughs> but I went to a hippie college in Washington State that didn't require us to take the classes. So we did get college credit oh, nice. just for doing the um, I gone college to program. We had, yeah, we had very different internship lives because <laughs> mine was I got shipped off to New York City to go work at Good Morning America and was like just slinging coffees for senior producers for an entire summer. And like they would also make us do the random phone calls that nobody else wanted to do, like call the, you know, dead person's aunt or something to try to oh. get her to go on TV. Oh. That's what the interns got to do. Uh, so we, we both had our, in our own way, Disney internships. Mine was just <laughs> very different at ABC than uh, yours. And yours sounds way more fun. Well, first off, tell us. Tell us how you, once you got there, what was that experience like when you first landed in Orlando? Uh, yeah, so I landed. It was basically just like a piece of paper being like, you need to be here at this time. And I was like, okay. Um, this was, again, this was the first time I really did something on my own. Like, I knew nobody going into it. I was all by myself, traveled alone across the country. Like, I just... It was like a fresh start. So I got there and was like, well, I guess I have to find my own transportation to Disney World, you know. And um, <laughs> so that was weird. But there was this girl. She was standing around. She looked kind of like lost a little bit. and But I saw her with like the same piece of paper that I had. And I went up to her and I was like, are you doing the Disney internship? And she goes, yeah. And I was like, oh, my gosh, thank God. Like, let's be together always now so that I'm not alone. <laughs> um, and it turns out she actually went to my school. We were on the same flight and I just met her there. And um, it was really nice when we got back after the internship because then I had made a new friend at my school, which was cool. Um, but so we went to um, the Disney headquarters, headquarters or mm -hmm. wherever it was and you signed in and I lived, um, I chose to live with eight other girls, um, mainly because I was like, this will be the way that I can meet people is if I'm forced to house people. Eight. And I think you could choose by, you could choose two, eight four, six, people. eight. Yeah. Yeah. So it was me and seven other girls. Um, was but this because like a, I had, was this like a sleeping dorm situation where you had like, <laughs> it was basically four an apartment. Bunk beds? Okay. No, <laughs> it was an apartment. It was like a, a four bedroom apartment with, you know, everyone shared. There was two bathrooms, four bedrooms, a kitchen, a living room, like oh, a whole thing. Okay. And you did have to pay to stay there. It wasn't free. So um, the money came right out of your paycheck. So you yeah. never really felt like you were paying rent. You were just getting 
paid a lot less than you already were getting paid. You know, I <laughs> I lucked out um, because they had originally assigned me also one of those eight-person dorm room situations. Mm-hmm. And I had also met my now other best friend, Evan, on our flight as well. Mm-hmm. And I turned to her and I was like, you know what? There is a one bedroom for just two people available. Do you want to take it? And she was like, heck yes. Nice. So we walked back and we got that. So it was just the two of us in like this super sweet um, like apartment that should have been for four people, but oh, it was cool. just for the two of us. So you had your own room and stuff? We didn't have our own room. We shared a room, but it was a massive room. And mm-hmm. then we had this like extra space in our huge living room. Like the living room and the bathrooms were the size of the larger apartments. Oh, but wow. we had them. That's for awesome. the two of us. That's really cool. And it, yeah, it sounds like a lot to be like, oh my gosh, you live with seven girls. Like that kind of sounds like a nightmare situation. Um, but because everyone worked at you know different parks, different hours, different um, different either attractions or food and beverage or whatever that you really didn't see people that often. So um, I, I did it on purpose because I needed to be forced in an environment where I was <laughs> going to make friends because otherwise I would just not, you know, like I, I'm sort of outgoing, but I'm also pretty shy too. And so the thought of like having to like go up to someone and be like, will you be my friend? That just sounds terrifying. So it was like, these built are built-in friends. friends. And, yeah. And yeah. I guess I should I should check myself because like being like, oh my gosh, eight people. But then I'm like remembering my college internship in New York. We all stayed at um this is just like hearing you guys talk about this and reminisce is bringing back the memories from mine. And like we all we all stayed at um Columbia University in New York where they had oh, like nice. townhouse dorms. Ah. And it was uh-huh. really cool because they opened up their dorm rooms there to other college students from around the country who were interning in New York over the summer as like affordable housing because it's New York. Um, That's really cool. And yeah, it was, we had, I think there were seven people in our townhouse. So (laughs) I should, I should walk back my like, oh my gosh, eight people. (laughs) But like, and two of them are two of my best friends in the world. And they were my best man and best woman in my wedding still to this day. Oh, that's so cool. Something about your, your connections you all make. I definitely, definitely made lifelong friends. I mean, I, I would say three of the people that I lived with I liked. Uh, the other ones I didn't, but I just didn't <laughs> hang out with them. Um, but the three that I did like are sti- still my like closest friends to this day. I love them so much. I actually, one of them um, moved to California for a while for work, and we were roommates out here, too. And Dana know. knows her, and she's the best she person ever. Best. So She's um, so wonderful. It was really, really awesome. I wanted to get her to come down here with her babies yeah. and take them to Disneyland. Oh, that'd be so fun. I know. Yeah. Um, okay, so you find out that you're working attractions. How did you learn what ride you were going to be working? Uh, it was that same day that you got all of your information about your housing, your roommates, your park, and your position and your job, like mm-hmm. where it was all the same day. Um, and I found out that I was going to be working in Animal Kingdom um, at Expedition Everest. You won the attraction lottery right there. I did. I totally won the lottery. I'd never uh, been there before, for one. It was my first time being there. And I had heard about the ride from my sister who had visited. And she was like, oh, when you're there, you have to go check out this ride. It's so much fun. Um, It's, you know, this crazy big roller coaster. People compare it to Thunder Mountain, um, but it's a little bit more extreme, I would say. (laughs) It's a lot (laughs) more extreme. Um, Well, and this was 2007. So this is like right when the ride had just started. The ride was new. I think it was celebrating its 
maybe fifth year anniversary when I got there. So it was still a pretty big deal. And I felt like, oh my gosh, I'm so cool. Look at where I get to work, you know? (laughs) Yeah. So did you ride the ride before you started working the job? I did. So um, right when you, I mean, once you get kind of settled in your place, you go through this Disney traditions training, which I don't know if you've talked about before on this or anything, but it's um, normally like a two-week training, but ours was condensed because we were part of the quarter college program rather than the semester college program. So everything was just a little bit shorter. Um, And so you did these trainings, you learn all about Disney history and the parks and where they are and Walt and every trivia question you could ever be asked, you learn about it to kind of give you, you know, backstory on the company and how exciting and important it is that you're working for them and making the magic for people. Um, And after one of those days, me and my roommates were like, well, we have all this free time. And since we're employees, we can go to any park we want to. What do we want to do? And so we chose to go to Animal Kingdom because I don't think any of us had ever been there before. And um, and I went and I was like, I have to ride this ride. Like, this is where I'm going to be for six months. Let's do it. And so I went and I got to, you know, stand in the queue like everybody else, just as a guest in the Uh park and see what this was actually like um, for the first time. And it was so much fun. Carly, I got to tell you, I'm very jealous because Animal Kingdom is my husband and I's favorite park at Disney World. Like, hands down, our favorite park. Like, we will, we have talked about just doing a trip and doing like a full Animal Kingdom centric trip where we would fly down, stay at the Animal Kingdom Lodge, go only to Animal Kingdom, like, just do that whole thing because we love it so much. And Expedition Everest is one of my favorite rides. So I can't wait. It's kind of the best. Yeah, it is so much fun. And I, I don't even know, like, how to really describe it because it is it's different than any other ride you have gone on because like yeah yes it's like a roller coaster but it also has that cool like it goes backwards in the dark and you're like what is happening and it feels like you go upside down but you don't and I remember like getting off being like did we go upside down but we didn't have any shoulder bars why would we wouldn't have gone yeah, upside down? Yeah, no, no, yeah. no you know like no, literally <laughs> that doesn't so, make sense literally my husband last time we wrote it was actually so last time we wrote it was the first time he and I ever wrote it together because every time we would go, we would just get in the single rider line because we didn't oh, want yeah. to stand mm-hmm. in the crazy long so line. Fast. Yeah. yeah. So because it was the pandemic, there was no single single rider line. So we just got in the regular mm-hmm. line. It was the first time we wrote it together. And there was that bit that Kurt was like, Did they did something change? Did we go upside down? Like he had that <laughs> he had that moment like he thought like they had changed the track and we suddenly were going mm-hmm. upside down on that thing. Like yeah. Yeah. It really does feel like it. It's it's so cool. It it was a really, really impressive ride for a couple of reasons. One is has you feel like you go upside down and you don't, so that's cool. Um, but then also, um, it was the first roller coaster to have a track that flipped um, right. to change where the car direction goes. Like, you know, when you think of um, Thunder Mountain's a great example, when you're coming back, the track will just rotate to go one direction to take the car to that side and then rotate back to take a car, you know, the other way. Yeah. Um, but Everest went after the whole portion where you go backwards and then you end up going straight forward again rather than a rotating track it actually just completely flipped over to another track on the bottom of the track it was really cool and if you knew where to look you could see that flip Uh, happen and it's really it's really cool um but it was also the first um ride it had the largest animatronic yeti or animatronic ever to be created um for a disney park or in the world i think at that time can we talk about disco yeti 
Oh, yeah. Yes. We have to. It's fun that you call it Disco Yeti because it was not Disco Yeti when I worked there because it worked when I worked there. She got to see it work. No, <laughs> lies, lies. Yes. It's never worked. <laughs> yes. No. So when I worked there, it did. So there's a there's a part of the ride where it's very close to the end and you think you made it out of the mountain safe and whatever. And you go into this weirdly large room uh-huh. that's kind of big and open. You're through the mountains and there is a gigantic Yeti and he reaches his you know big old paw claw hand down and tries to grab the train as you go by um and now for the most part uh it is just a strobe light flashing while you go by and see just a scary yeti in a strobe light which is creepy but before that or or when even when i worked there and it was broken they would do the strobe light effect but when it was working um he like actually reaches down and tries to grab you and he gets very close to the train and it is really scary oh wow yeah. i don't think i ever have seen it work yeah i, I have a strobe light uh, maybe yeti. actually maybe when we were down there what i was talking about last week when we were down there in 2007 uh, uh, yeah maybe which would be the same year that carly was there yeah, oh, yeah. so Hey, <laughs> I wonder if I saw maybe you. Our lives cross paths too. No, um, I hope I was nice. <laughs> that really mean lady who is yelling She's at us. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, so maybe we did see it actually working. But all recent memory is just disco. It's yeti a f- because, strobe, yeah, and they're strobe. never going to fix this thing, are they? I I hope they do because it's so cool. But also, it's cool even with the strobe light because it is so massive and the ride is so fun. I don't even think it phases you that it's broken. It, it <laughs> still feels like he's swooping down a little bit. A little bit. It does. Yeah. It does. He might be like placed that way or something. Yeah. I, I could be wrong on this information, so take it with a grain of salt. But I feel like I've heard that um, the imagineer joe Rody, who i think had a big hand in making this ride i think he single-handedly like created the concept of this ride um he's talked about the yeti and i think how it's broken would require them to do like extensive work on this on this yeti and they'd have to shut the ride down for a long period of time so Mm -hmm. that's what i've always heard is the reason why he doesn't work that makes sense and it's still you know it's still a well, I guess it's 20 years old now, but it's still a newer ride, so it wouldn't need to be shut down for refurbishment yet because it's still pretty new. So Totally. Yeah. Okay, so tell us a little bit about, like, the training process to work a ride like that. Yeah, it was uh, long. It was two weeks um, because you are dealing with a giant machine and people's safety and the mechanics of it and learning the ins and outs of to how to work the computer system to power up and power down this ride. Um, it's not just a button. You can't just turn it on in the morning. You know, it takes the entire team to turn it on every day. Um So, yeah, so you go through this training, you learn all the various positions. Um, There's, you know, the people who send the trains to the people who are greeting you as you come in to the people uh, like in this big control room, um, which is called the tower. Um, I'm sure you've seen various like portions of this. Uh, Think of Space Mountain. When you start, you look up and you kind of see a person sitting in a booth staring at you. Oh, yeah. That's the tower. I think of that with Pirates of the Caribbean, too. Yes. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Um, That person is the one who can see all of the cameras that are in the ride. You are never off camera except for that weird dark space when you go backwards. You can't see that. Um, Oh, interesting. Yeah. (laughs) But you also can't do anything in that anyway, but you can't (laughs) see anything. Um, So every other part of the ride is in a camera. You do have, you know, a microphone in there. So if someone was doing something inappropriate or, you know, trying to stand or reach for something, 
the person in the tower can talk on the microphone and be like, sit down or say whatever they need to did say. You ever get to talk I did do it. I did do it a couple of times. I was scared I'd get in trouble if I were like, this girl excessively talks on the microphone. It's ruining the ride experience. But people try to get away with stuff and you can't let them. So um, so you would call people out occasionally. So they won't See? let you just chat with people. They won't let you be like, how's the ride going? I love going? your shirt. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you get it? Hold on to your ears. Here you go. You know, you can't do that. <laughs> you just like start like that, that moment. This is, you know, when it's like it goes back and you're just kind of sitting there at the top before it goes backwards, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Get in the mic and start yelling. Just I mean, like. that is that's the part actually where you, where you would talk the most because people are getting ready for a photo or something. And it's like you can't flip off the camera. You're not going to get your photo. And I can see what you're doing in your photo and would alert the shop saying like this picture has to get, quote unquote, lost um, so that you don't get an inappropriate photo on the ride. OK, how often does that happen? Every day. <laughs> At least like once a day or like once a, a, a shift? Um, I. I would say probably just maybe once a shift because you aren't in a position for very long. So um, every position is a rotating position so you don't get burned out and tired of the same spot all the time. So um, if you if you ever go to you're going to if you go to a Disney park next time and you'll see a, like cast members walking um, around holding a white piece of paper that looks like a receipt um, on that receipt it's basically their name and a position and then below that is a name and a position and a name and a position and it's a rotation so somebody clocks in after their break they get their position um, they go to that position hand the receipt off the next position has the name of the next person and you just walk and hand it to the next person and then they rotate and you rotate and oh. then the last person goes on break so it's just a constant break position i've always cycle. wondered what that little piece of paper was i've yes. seen that and it's i'm like their what next are they doing? job assignment oh yeah. not as exciting <laughs> in like an eight hour shift how many positions would you work i th- i can't really remember but i'm sure you work every position at least once a day mm. Yeah. And that's like five or six this positions. Like- um it more than that, because there's it takes four people to send a train, two people to welcome the train back, mm-hmm. then the people greeting at the front, the fast pass, the whatever, um, the regular line, the um fast pass distance charge station like where you actually get the fast passes as a station then there's the tower station and then sometimes um when there is like more people working they would have people like in the queue to like move the ropes around and you know that sort of Mm -hmm. thing so this sounds like yeah so so i lifeguarded and we would rotate like it's the same kind of deal Mm -hmm. they would leave us like for 30 minutes in a chair and then you move to the next chair and move yeah. to the next chair. And it's like, it's cool. Like, I never realized that these attractions did the same thing, that you rotated throughout. But I guess it makes sense. Because if you were having yeah. to literally, like, have everybody pull on the yellow tab all day long, you would probably go <laughs> insane. And yeah. mm-hmm. Disney probably doesn't Definitely. have the budget to deal with that behavioral health issue. So um, I want to ask a question about the top, where the railroad is broken, right? And you're uh-huh. up there. What yeah. is the deal with the hair bands? What? The hair bands? Oh, is this like a more recent thing? Are there like hair bands about. hanging on the track or something? People, there are like hundreds of hair bands on the top there now. So it's oh, like weird. become a thing that people take their hair bands and chuck them up there. And it's, it's and like the equivalent of 
Of like coins in a fountain? Yeah, I guess. It's hair bands on the top of Everest. That's so weird. I, I, I don't there. think that was a thing when I was there. It's What's weird is that no one cleaned them off. Like, because every day, so when you like start up the roller coaster, you walk the whole track to get any, to check it, make sure it looks good. And then also to clean up stuff. Like, wait, wait, wait. You know, How do you walk a... the whole track? <laughs> That's a good question. Um, there is, so there are stairs inside the mountain, right? So, you know, if you need to evacuate or whatever, I think it's about 25 or 29 stories high. Wow. And it's just a one central staircase that goes up to the very top. Um, so you go up the stairs and then you can literally walk the roller coaster, even including the part in the dark. You know, all the lights are on, obviously. So you walk the whole thing, walk the track. Um Except for, you know, the drop, you can't well, that, walk that. Okay, but so you that's can walk what I was around the ask. bottom. I was yeah. like, how do you walk the thing that drops down? Like when you Yeah, you don't walk it, but there's there's like routes to walk. So you can see the whole track and see if people lose hats or sunglasses and things like that and pick it. So it's weird to me that they would leave hairbands because you can get there and pull them off. So I don't know. That's really that's really cool. Huh. I don't know. That's weird. Um, okay, tell us a little bit about when you were training all of the different stations that you learned and like walking those tracks. Like, what was that experience? Yeah, like? well, the first time I went up the stairs <laughs> was my first day, and I was trying to impress the guy that was showing me the ropes. Um, and he was <laughs> like, Let's go to the top. And I was like, Great. And so then we get to this bottom of a stairwell it just looks like a hotel stairwell you know it's just boring mm-hmm. and he just starts like running up the stairs and I was like well I can do this too and so then I just start running up the stairs behind him not realizing it's 29 flights high or whatever and like I'm like dying and he's laughing because I'm like trying to be cool and I think he knows I'm trying to be cool <laughs> And then I get to the top, and he's like, wow, you did it. Most people can't. And I was like, well, you know, I, I can. I don't know. And I'm just, like, dying of breath and can't talk for, like, a half an hour after that. But <laughs> like, excuse me um, while I go vomit. Yeah. Oh, my God, I'm going to go throw up. Where's that trash can? Um, but, yeah, so when you get to the top of those stairs, that is kind of where you have access to the track broken part where you're talking about with the hairbands. That's after up that stairlift because it's the very tip top of the mountain. Um, and also when you're up there, you can walk um, back to the top of what is called B lift, which is that huge lift that you can see. It's kind of the iconic look of the tower when you see it is that big lift yeah, going to the yeah. top. Um and up there is there's also controls up there to like turn the ride on and off and stuff. Mm-hmm. So you have to learn about all of these different controls um, throughout the ride. So wait, the that on was just and really... off switch to the ride is at the top of the mountain. Well, it's all over the mountain. Um, there are what are called break zones throughout the entire thing. Um, and basically what those are for is to ensure that two trains won't get too close together. So it really I mean, unless there was this crazy, insane computer failure, there's no way your track or your trains are going to hit. You're never going to run into anybody Mm. or anything like that because the computer is designed to close those brakes a little bit and slow it down if they are getting too close together. But each of those brake zones is its own like power. And so you have to go and individually start up each of those. So every day some poor soul draws the like short straw and has to climb to the top of the mountain and turn it on. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Um, In that tower, there's a sign up sheet and people like if the roller coaster goes down and you have to reactivate it, or if you have to um, evac the ride, like take all the guests off, people would run in as fast as they can to sign up to not do that lift. (laughs) Because it sucks so bad. 
Okay, why would they not have put like a construction elevator or something in there? That's a like, great question. They're spending <laughs> there is all no this elevator. money. Like, I mean, how expensive was this ride to build, right? And they couldn't have squeezed yeah. in a few, you know, extra tens of thousands of dollars put an elevator in to get people if you're gonna put the power button at the top of the mountain (laughs) just one of them um yeah no there was uh no elevator um but and also you know if if the ride does go down i would assume the elevator might go down too so you do need stairs so i guess they just were like oh it'll save money and people will get in shape and also our poor college interns can do it (laughs) oh my god maybe that's why they put the college program students on this because 29 is that what it is I think. I, I honestly can't remember. I, it was in the 20s for sure. 24 to 29, 25. Yeah, something around there. It's, it's very high. Um, but yeah, so running in to sign up as soon as you had to either start the ride, close the ride, uh, evac the ride, you got in there as fast as you could to sign up for like the base level ones. You don't have to go anywhere. <laughs> okay, this is a question that, that we, so, you know, Adam and I just went to Disneyland and we got to watch them evacuate the Incredicoaster. Mm-hmm. How often do roller coasters get evacuated? All the time. Um, I think probably... I would, well, maybe two times a day, two or three times a day, you'd mm-hmm. have to clear it. Um, there's a myriad of reasons why this coaster would go down. Um, it is not always something's broken. Um, it can go down for the stupidest of reason. Um, for like, for example, every station that you see has an emergency stop. Um, so like if you were working in the back, greeting the guests to come back, telling them, okay, grab all your belongings, go into the gift shop here, get your photos, whatever. If somebody was in the gift shop and started to run out to be like, oh, I forgot my chapstick or something in the ride, but we're already starting to send that train to get loaded mm-hmm. that's a safety issue if they're running out there because they could fall on the track they could get hit by a train whatever and so you have to hit the emergency stop um and stop the train and when you hit that emergency stop the entire ride goes down no matter what <gasps> is there oh. a way like could you be on the ride in the dark spot going backwards and then immediately stops or like are you there- would not stop so you would only stop at a break zone so if you were in that backwards spot you would get up to to the part before you do the big drop, and that's a break zone, so you would stop there. Um, Um, Or if you had already gone on the drop and then the ride goes down, you would continue because it's run at gravity at that point. You would continue around until you got into near where that Yeti was uh because that's the next break zone. Oh, Oh, interesting. Okay, I'm kind of surprised. I'm kind of surprised that you're saying that it gets evacuated that many times because to me it seems so novel. I don't think I've ever been on a Disney ride that's been evacuated. So to think that it happens two to three times. It's really fun. I love being on it because they have to turn the lights on for safety. So you get a whole different look at what this ride looks like. And, you know, obviously we're like, no cameras, whatever. But people have their cameras. You can go on YouTube and find any ride with the lights on if you want to. But the magic is just destroyed you know like you are all of a sudden you're in this amazing cool mountain and then you open a rock and go in and you're like oh i'm in a big warehouse now cool you know it's like not (laughs) exciting at all (laughs) so so i want to know what do you get if you are evacuated off like a massive roller coaster because we were sitting there having dinner at lamplight lounge and all these poor people were getting like hauled off of the top of the incredicoaster and the Uh waiter was like 
oh yeah, they're gonna end up being over here for free dinner later tonight because they're getting evacuated oh, wow. off the roller coaster. Like, what do you, does Disney do something? Like, do you get a fast pass to come back to the ride later? Like, what what do you yes. get? If you are on the ride and you have to climb down 29 flights of stairs to get off the ride, what <laughs> what is in it for you to be evacuated off a ride? The only thing that uh, we ever gave out or that I was able to give out was fast passes to come back. Um, it was like a little sheet, a little tiny. It was bigger than a fast pass, but it basically said the ride went down. Um, here's how many guests are in your party. And so you could fill out like five and then it's just one piece of paper and you come back later that day with that pass and you could just get on the ride hmm. um, to go to school. But what also, if you're stuck up there for like an hour and a half, two hours of your <laughs> Disney vacation ruined because you're stuck on this ride? Well, I don't know that it would ever be that long um, because <laughs> you, I mean, we had it down to a science. You did it all the time. So we could get people on and off that ride really, really quickly and also power up the ride. After you take them off, you have to go back in the mountain to power up the ride again, you know? So, um, but it, it, it happened fairly quickly. But that's another good question when people are like, how long is the ride going to be down? You really don't know because for the most part, we don't know why the ride went down in the first place. We don't know if something fell on the track. We don't know if it's an electrical issue. We don't know if it's an accident like Mm -hmm. I did once. Um, (laughs) No. And so so you don't know. Yeah, I'll get there. I'll get there. Um, But you don't know really how long it's going to be down because if it is just an accident, then we can power it up in, you know, 20 minutes and be going again. But if it is a serious problem or something is wrong with the ride it could take hours or all day so um so they really don't know when you ask and don't wait around but i would give a piece of advice is if you hear people talking on a loud microphone um the ride is probably going to start up soon so hang out in that area because um when you have that person in the tower with that microphone they also have the big pa system power and that person on that pa system is telling each person at those break zones okay carly push your button you're good and then you power up that zone okay dana push the button you're good because they have to push a button and you have to push a button at the same time in in order to turn on that specific part of the ride. So That's very um, Captain Planet of you guys. It's like you're putting all go. your things in. Yeah. 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 Um, oh, yes. But how I accidentally shut down the entire ride, Dana. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> so again, every position has an emergency stop um, and they can get pushed easily. Um, each position also, they have um, like little microphones or phones so you can talk to the people at various positions being like, we're not sending yet. This person is having issue with their strap or whatever. And you can talk to the people um, and know when you're all good to go. And um, so I was talking to somebody on this little PA system and then we're like we got to send the ride go and I drop my mic and then send the ride or whatever and then all of a sudden the ride is down and everyone's like okay we got to evac we got it whatever and I was like okay cool so we run in we sign out we go we um, evac the ride close it down then we have to power it all back up again and then after it's all up and running I like get my thing to go on my break or something and someone's like Carly can we see you in the office and I was like okay sure like are you gonna you know Tell me how great I did at powering Reward this roller coaster. You know, it looks so great. You're welcome. I was so fast at signing out. Um, and they were like, yeah, we're going to have to give you a strike or a point. I don't remember what they called them, but it basically, it's a three strikes, you're out policy. So if you get three, you're fired. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I was like, why? Like, what are you? And they were like, you shut down the ride. And I was like, I did? It's like, what are you talking about? They're like, yeah, the emergency stop was hit at your station. And I was like, it was? And it turns out when I had dropped that microphone, it hit the emergency stop and 
shut down the entire roller coaster. Oh my <laughs> god. And there's like no like I'm sorry it was an accident. They're like, no, no that's one strike. Two that was more me being careless. Out of and I yeah, me wow. me being careless and I ruined magic for so many people that day. So Wow. Yeah. Really I mean pretty bad. That that's funny now, but I also it's remember hilarious. working for Disney and the severity of the points or strikes and all that stuff was pretty intense. And there is no wiggle room with none, those, none so. at all. I mean, can you imagine being sent home early from your college internship for not being able to follow the rules? Like that just is so ridiculous. <laughs> why'd you get Why'd you get sent home? Um, I I just we'd get bored and shut down the ride. Yeah, we just you know for fun for fun we like to mess with people. Uh. Tell us about, Carly, are there any stories where, like, something crazy happened to you on the ride or, like, you got stuck on the ride? Like, anything insane from a cast member perspective? Um, I never got stuck on the ride, but I got stuck in the ride once, um, which (laughs) got stuck in the mountain. Um, So, in the summer in Florida, again, why you shouldn't go, um, in the summer in Florida, it would, like, rain every day at, like, 3 o'clock. Yep. Like, pour. Like, you're just drenched rain. Um, But this particular day, it was, like, a thunder and lightning storm. And because you are on a giant metal structure, it's dangerous to have people on the ride in the rain and the lightning. Um, and so for so- I cannot remember if we were powering up the ride or if we had just evac the ride or what the situation was, but I was in the mountain at the time. Um, and they were like calling me on my little walkie talkie being like, Carly, you cannot come back to the station. You have to stay where you are. Because if I was to go from the mountain to the station, I would have to walk outside along the tracks. And if lightning were to strike, that would be really dangerous. So I had to just stay in there. Um, And so I'm like in this mountain by myself in this big old open room. And it was like super weird. There was a fridge though, and it had otter pops in it. I just remembered that. That was cool. And so if there were... (laughs) Wait, why? (laughs) Because of like, like workers and stuff they had like fridge for their lunches they could store it in there you know if you're up really high you don't want to come down so anyways but I just remember you'd get lucky if you were in there like oh there's a popsicle um so that was fun (laughs) Um, but anyway so I was in there I was near the fridge um and it was super loud because it was pouring rain and then all of a sudden I hear this huge like crack like the loudest sound I've ever heard and see like sparks flying in from outside and I was like oh my gosh I'm gonna die in Expedition Everest like if you on the outside oh she died on Everest that sounds really cool but not the roller coaster that sounds lame <laughs> um and so I was like so freaked out and I was like ah like screaming because this like lightning striking and I'm in this mountain and I can't go anywhere and I'm too scared to touch anything because I'm like what if it'll electrocute me um and then all of a sudden I hear this Carly and I was like what and there was this other girl who was in the mountain as well just at like a lower portion but we were all in that you know big warehouse uh-huh. room um and she was like oh my god carly and we like run together and hug and we're like thank god we're not alone oh my god <laughs> and then they're like calling us on the walkies are you guys still okay are you good because they had seen the mountain get struck by lightning you know um wow. we're like yeah we're okay and um after it all the storm went away and it was safe for us to come back we were like come out of the mountain and we're like walking back <laughs> soaking wet was there hazard pay like come on disney like <laughs> there on. should like, be you no, just survived not. a lightning strike inside a metal building like yeah with sparks flying like free passes for life something come on that would be incredible but no of course not <laughs> um i did i was like I, I think there was um 
you could stay on working as like a partial employee if you wanted to. And all you had to do is work like 40 hours a year to have that. Right. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. if you did that, then you would have your Disney pass and you could go to the parks whenever. And so I considered doing that. I did it. You, I know you did. I should have done it. That would have been great. But what I ended up doing was um, becoming the recruiter for our college. And that gave me a free pass as well. So I did that so that I could continue going to Disney for free. Cause I was like, uh, they owe me and I'm never paying for Disneyland again. And I should always be able to come here for free. Um, And so I did that for a little while. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, any other like fun stories about Expedition Everest or anything else that you just really love that you experienced working that ride? Yeah, I mean, Everest was a really cool ride to work on. It was a really, a really fun experience. It was, you know, great people, great taste of what Disney is like. Um, a lot of I learned so much about roller coasters, for one. Like, that's never one thing on my list that I was like, well, I'd really love to learn how a roller coaster runs one day. But now that I know it, I'm like, this is so impressive and so cool. Um, but there was a couple, I mean, that that mountain is so cool and so tall. I mean, 29 stories high or whatever. You could see anything from up there. And so um, I remember one day after work, I... Animal Kingdom was a great place to work because the hours were shorter than any other park. Because at 8 o'clock, the animals went to bed. And then what are you going to do in Animal Kingdom when the animals are gone? So so no matter what, you got off at 8 or 9, depending if there was, like, extra magic hours or, you know, grad Mm -hmm. night or whatever. You'd be extended a little bit. Um, But one of the nights, there was um, a rocket launch from the Kennedy Space Center. And we climbed up that B-lift, which is the really high one, and sat along the tracks on that, like, spot and could see the rocket go. Um, And that was incredible. Like, just seeing this rocket go into space, you know, um, which was amazing. And then also, because you could see the other parks, and there's, like, fireworks at 9 o'clock at magic kingdom every night you could see the fireworks from up there too so um i just remember being the nights that you got to spend on top of that mountain just enjoying the summer in florida with like your peers was like just an incredible experience and i would i would go back in a heartbeat and do that it was so fun that's so cool i mean because i always love one of my favorite parts about expedition everest is that lift Mm -hmm. and like constantly head turning side to side to see yeah you want to see everything yeah 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 you're like i'm above the tree of life right now you know like (laughs) you can see the top of the tree it's so cool okay so so look we we are you know very disneyland focused podcast and just spent a little bit of time talking about um, that other park in Florida. So, <laughs> I, 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 okay, maybe I, our other favorite park in Florida. I guess that other park would be Universal. But you know, you know, to be fair though, when I was when I was there, I was like, this is. I grew up with Disneyland, so being there, I was like, Disneyland's better. Oh my gosh, like way one better. park has it all, whereas here I have to go to a whole different park to ride. You know. I, well, we were just talking about this. Mountain or I don't remember what yeah. it was. You had to go we, to different parks for things. And that was yeah, something. we were just talking about this on our last trip down there. Like, Kurt and I were walking around Disneyland and we're like, it is so much better than the Magic Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. just hands down, it is. It's a better park. Anyway. It's well, a and, uh, and Carly and I have had annual passes to Disneyland for the last decade together. Yeah. So we have gone a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jealous. 
Mm-hmm. Us New Yorkers. <laughs> See, this is a problem. When I lived in New York before we moved to California, it was always just way easier to go to Disney World because it was a mm-hmm. quick, you know, two-hour flight. We're in Orlando as opposed to hauling clear across country to come here, which did not stop us. But <laughs> it's a lot, yeah. a lot easier being in the Bay. So we want to kind of do a little rapid fire at you on your Disneyland love. Disneyland. Okay. You can answer some Disney World. There's a few Disney World questions in here. I too. might like buzz you out for I it. I mean, I haven't been to Disney World in 14 years. I haven't been back since I wow. worked there. So, wow. um, so things are very different now, I'm sure, than when I was there. But, oh. um, but I'm definitely more familiar with Disneyland <laughs> right now. <laughs> All right. So, so here's the deal. You can't even think. You have to just spout <gasps> out like what comes off your off your tongue first thing all right okay. i'm nervous all right okay. Dana, you i'll ready? ask you the first question are you ready yeah what's your favorite disneyland ride thunder mountain oh no no no! indiana jones indiana jones i changed my mind Ooh. oh why why indiana jones it's so much fun and there's nothing like it and it's nowhere else like it's you know it's not in florida there's that show there but it's like so special so fun always it's always it's the best it's so great Un- yes. unpopular opinion i do love dinosaur at animal kingdom which is like the oh, same yeah. thing it's well, you know, they tell they tell you or have told me it's the same track as Indiana Jones, and I'm like, no, it's not. It's not. As it is good. not the same. It is not. Indiana Jones is so cool. All right, all right. Uh, favorite Disney food? Mm, 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 macaroni from the kids' meals. Really? <laughs> that's yeah. a or the chimichangas. One. The chimichangas are good too. All right. Oh, that's funny. A- Andrew just said chimichangas last really? time too. Yeah, but they're great. Okay. Um, your favorite Disney resort? Land or world? I have honestly only stayed at one. It was the Polynesian. Um, well, in yeah, if you're gonna rough, stay at one, I mean, that's the was, one to. But stay and at. it was great. It was so cool because my sisters came to visit when I worked there, and we were like, "Let's stay somewhere really cool because it's half off." And so we stayed at the Polynesian when they were there, and that and that's the only one I've ever done besides wow. that cool lemon tree one we stayed at. That was not Disney mm. and scary. Yeah, that was haunted. Yeah, we stayed at a haunted. It was a haunted hotel. <laughs> All right, favorite Disney park. I, Disneyland. Di- All right, yeah, good, actual good, Disneyland good is the best. Yeah. <laughs> okay, favorite season to be at Disney? Ooh, like late winter. So like February. Ooh. Why? Because nobody's there. Because why would you ever go then? You know? Yep. It's just, it's like such a blah time that it makes it so great because it's like you, the park is yours. This I know of you because you love to go in that like late February, early March time because that's also when California gets a little bit of rain. Yep. So you love to wear your rain boots on mm. those days. I love my rain boots. I will wear them anytime I can. They're expensive and I want to wear them. <laughs> Dana, it doesn't, it doesn't rain in California. Stop it. <laughs> It does occasionally. And if you you go to Disneyland when it is raining, you are the only one there and it is magic. (laughs) All right. Favorite Disney movie? Tangled. Why? Um, Because for me, I feel like it was unexpected. Like, I feel like um, I grew up being like, okay, favorite princess cinderella favorite movie little mermaid or aladdin and then all of a sudden tangled comes out and i'm like well this is delightful and it was colorful and fun um i thought the songs were great just overall it is a beautiful movie 
Um, and it's just kind of like my feel good movie. And I love it. Actually, the I See the Light song is what I walked down the aisle to at my wedding. Aww. Just the uh, guitar version of it, you know, no singing. That's beautiful. Anything, but it's, it's my happy song. You know, you and I saw that in the theaters together. We did yeah. down in L.A., like downtown. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was yeah. fun. Um, okay, what's I, maybe this is your answer, but what is your favorite Disney song? I see the light from Tangled. Oh. Uh, it's so pretty. It's just, oh, it's gorgeous. You, I mean, there's a, a lot, closet, though. Are you a closet Mandy Moore fan? Uh, I am a Mandy Moore fan. I'm not a crazy fan, but I am definitely a Zachary <laughs> Levi fan. And yes. he is Flynn Rider and amazing, and I love him, and his voice is beautiful. Yeah. Um, but Mandy Moore's voice is really pretty, too, and I think their voice is gorgeous together. Um, mm. But I also like, you know, like, uh, Make a Man Out of You from Mulan. You know, it's like the pump-up song. And there's oh, there's yeah. just different songs for different moods you want to be in. But um, I've noticed I have anxiety, and if I am starting to have, like, a panic attack or anything like that if i play i see the light it calms me down um which is actually part of the reason why i wanted to listen to it when i walked down the aisle because i knew i'd be kind of panicking and i knew it would like relax me a little bit and did it did it It did it was perfect i wasn't nervous at all i was like let's do this again this is fun yeah sweet (laughs) okay so maybe we have this answer too but favorite (laughs) disney character you know i don't know that i have one I, I you have to. This is the hot seat. You have I to know. pick one. I mean, first one that comes to mind. Cinderella is always my first one, Aww, and I don't know classic. why because she's not that spectacular, and you know she just marries into <laughs> being a prince. Like she, you know, like she doesn't earn her way. Um, Rapunzel does. She stands up for herself and fights and is kind of cool, you know. Um, but, you know, Disney princesses back in the 90s, they didn't make the best decisions. Mm-hmm. So I don't really support them, but I love them. So I don't know. I yeah. still love that, like, I, I, whatever, roll your eyes at me. But I love, I still love that Frozen was about two sisters and their uh-huh. true love with each other and not about, yeah. like, impressing a boy. Come yeah, on. Yeah, that's that true. Was, that's a great uh, one. It's yeah. so true. I mean, I've rewatched those movies a ton now that I have a four-year-old and she's really into Frozen. And I'm like, man, these really hold up. They they're are great. good. They're yeah. so they, good. They're deserved yeah. of the hype. I, I also think. love yep. Mushu. Oh, Dishonor on you. Dishonor on your cow. It's so funny. <laughs> it's <laughs> hilarious. Like, <laughs> Yeah, Mushu's a great character. Yeah. Okay, last question. Okay. What movie or character needs its own ride or representation in the Disney parks? Well, I feel like I have to say Rapunzel at some point. You know, like obviously Tangled needs to be more present what, everywhere. Her because bathrooms it, in the Magic Kingdom aren't enough for you. No, she, she hasn't seen those yet. I either. haven't. Oh, no, no, that's you cool. Haven't. But but honestly, like there's, I I have this weird thing when I watch Disney movies is that there's always a point in the movie where I think that would be a cool ride. That would be a cool ride. Um, and this one particular one I think would be cool is when the water is like coming to get them and Flynn, the, 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 um, not the water, the like horse guys are trying to get Flynn for stealing the crown or when they're chasing them. Mm-hmm. And then the horse, they have to like fling on her hair to get away from them. And then, then they slide down this like water pivot well thing before it breaks and then they're trapped or whatever yeah it would be such a cool like log ride or something to like get away from the guys or i don't know totally and then i also thought like i know there's a monsters inc ride but i always thought a 
cooler ride would have been, you know, the room when you see all of the doors and you're just like in this hole. If you could like be on your own door and go somewhere, I always thought that would be really cool. Oh, yeah. I don't know. You could do like a roller coaster almost or like a kiddie roller coaster with the doors where you're like attached, kind of quote unquote attached to one and you're swinging through. I always thought that would be really cool. I don't know. All right, Disney, if you're listening, again, we know you are. So get <laughs> ready this. for the Tangled Ride experience. Uh, I mean, it, it it does still blow my mind that all they gave Tangled was a toilet <laughs> at Disney World. <laughs> they, like, you know, built the tower and put it under above a toilet. Yeah, and the movie itself was, like, the 50th animated movie or something huge. And they just kind of, like, blew by it you know yep. like it, i don't think it got the recognition it deserved mm-hmm. i feel <laughs> I, I just agree. i really feel that way and then frozen comes along and now it's like oh my god frozen everything and it's like but did you see tangled i know <laughs> no there will not yeah. be a tangled land but they are building frozen lands at paris of and course they somewhere are somewhere else too yeah you know what? They have like a storybook land in, I don't remember if it's Tokyo or where, Paris. I, I truly don't remember which um which park it's located, but they have a storybook land that has a little tangled sequence. And it's Aww. your sequence. It's the lanterns so and they pretty. play the song. It's so pretty. Which yeah. is the sequence that are the toilets. It's all lanterns <laughs> at the toilets <laughs> oh at God. Disney World. <laughs> my phone background is the lanterns. Yeah. It's so pretty. It's just gorgeous. <laughs> Well, the Carly, the lanterns. Carly, thank you so much for coming and just babbling and talking all things Expedition Everest and the college program and uh, your your life uh, or what death defying moment inside the mountain. <laughs> I'm as so brave. Was striking. Uh, yeah, this was so much fun. I feel like I could talk for like many more hours like oh. about this or anything about it like oh great I love that it. means have me get, back can we have a part two with you sometime <laughs> yeah soon? oh my god i'd yes. love that It'd be so much fun okay great all totally. in, i'm all sure in. i have many more stories i can come up with <laughs> good <laughs> well thank right. you carly and dana what do you do on the what do you what what do you do? You like help people plan trips or something? Oh, I guess oh, I should mention that. That's right. Yeah, I do that. Um, <laughs> yes, if anybody is looking to go ride Expedition Everest do and it. journey all the way out to Florida, hit me up. You can you can just check our website, Jen uh Jendipod.com. Oh, no. I know. Can we remember what our name <laughs> is? Uh, you know what? Just go to Instagram at Generation Depod and shoot us a DM and we'll get it over to Dana. Yeah, but I'd love to help set you up and get you on an excellent Disney vacation. Awesome, awesome. All right, well, until next time, have a great week, everybody. Take care, everyone. Bye.